0: Hey everyone, this week on Life's a Beach, I chat to British-Australian writer Tim Bain. He is known for writing comedy, children's animated series for television, and is currently the creator and co-executive producer of ABC Kids action comedy Kangaroo Beach. Then later on, Lifeguard Whippet joins me in the shack for Beach Banner, and I go to the mailbag to answer questions from the fans. Now let's have a listen to my chat with Tim. We're in the beach shack this week, I'd like to uh, welcome uh, a guy that I've been working with recently, and he has done a lot with animation and writes a lot of kids' TV shows. And it's a warm welcome to Tim Bain. Hello, Hoppo. Good to see you. I'll hear you. Yeah, good to uh, see you again. It's uh, I suppose I'll start with how we sort of um, met up, and that was the the recent. Uh, TV show you've been doing, Kangaroo Beach. So tell us a little bit about that and and how that came about. Yeah, well, the idea sort of popped into my head when
1: I was uh, sunbathing on Bondi Beach, actually. And just (laughs) uh, I'd recently started my career writing a lot of uh, kid shows like Fireman Sam and Bob the Builder. And uh, I realized there was just this incredibly beautiful environment uh, that was rarely seen in kids' TV. You know the beach and it's it's a place that as australians we all grow up on it's just it's so ingrained in our culture you know it's where we spend our weekends and holidays and as a kid the beach is you know is huge it's just this big exciting uh, world of sand and water and amazing sea animals and uh i just suddenly thought this will make a great tv show and at the same time there was, you know, these awful statistics about drownings every summer around Australia. And they're not just statistics, they're not just numbers, they're people. And, you know, it just seemed to be going up and up and up every year. And I'd been working on Fireman Sam, and that was a show that addressed fire safety. And I felt like there was a good opportunity to address water safety in a kid's show and introduce it to kids when they're really young. And hopefully uh, have parents glean a bit of that knowledge as well watching
0: the show with them. Yeah, and I, I think you're 100% right because I, what I've heard, the feedback from, you know, obviously I do Bondi Rescue and the feedback there is people were rescuing people, people were doing resuscitation, only on what they've seen through the TV show. And then right. when I uh, met you and, and you said that you've got this idea for um, a kids' TV show, which is fantastic, and I think that kids will take that away and it seems that, they watch that and then learn quicker than if you say I go into a school and do a, a water safety program. I think it's it's way better being in a, a like a, a animation form for kids.
1: Yeah, it makes it very uh, easily digestible for kids. You, you throw a lot of comedy in it and action as well. I mean, kids love their uh, their action, and you know it's Chuck Bondi Rescue. The, you know the show, watching you and your colleagues in action. It's just <laughs> it's just full. Of- exciting rescues and it's you know it's part of the reason people uh, love watching and kids are the same I I mean I saw my um, my my cousin's daughter live in Norway we visited them in in the middle of winter it's freezing cold outside and um, she is glued to Bondi Rescue, just like absolutely binging on it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I realised it's a huge global appeal. Even if yeah. you don't grow up on the beach, it's, it's you know, uh, a fascinating world. So that was the way into, um, t- uh, you know, introducing water safety to kids was just through a big entertaining package.
0: And I was amazed. Well, when I came on board with also Craig Riddington as the you know, water safety experts and And we started chatting, and I remember we did a a whole lot of brainstorming on, on, you know, to to start doing the scripts. And and then, so tell us the the process from start sort of to finish, because it, it was something that I didn't realize how much went into animation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. I studied animation um, back back in my day and uh, realised I couldn't do any of the drawing and my clay animation models fell over. I was completely <laughs> hopeless at that and there's many more talented people than myself, but I really enjoyed writing the stories. So a- any animated show or episode starts with a good idea, just a little story, you know, that involves some uh, some characters, an in- intriguing story, and um, it goes from there. And all the way through voicing, and then the animators do their magic, and then musicians come in to add this extra flavor to it. And it's it, it takes it took about a year and a half, I think, from script to screen for Kangaroo yeah. Beach episodes. It's a it's a it's a huge process full of lots of talented people. But we haven't worked with I've never worked with water safety consultants uh, such as you and Rido before. That was really <laughs> that was really interesting to us as writers to bring in that reality to a cartoon, which, you know, cartoons are often completely fantastical, but actually bring in, you know, hard, um, hard cold facts and, and uh, you know, just amazing life-saving water safety advice was, uh, you know, very interesting to us writers. And we sat there, I remember that workshop that we had, the first workshop, and I couldn't believe how little I knew about staying safe at a, at a beach. After 40 yep. years, after growing up on Torquay Surf Beach myself and doing little nippers, my dad was a lifesaver, yep. the Anglesea Lifesaving Club. And I did not know what, to, I, don't, I don't think I ever knew how to spot a rip, let alone work out how to get out of one. All these things that to you and Riddo armed us with, I had no idea about. And it just felt really essential to yep. spread that message out to other Australians and around the world.
0: Yeah, and it was great for coming from um, my point of view is to get those right messaging going out because at the moment, as now you've seen, there's a lot of inconsistent messaging for water safety um, throughout Australia and throughout the world and it was good to to be involved. And I remember to give you guys the idea, we decided to put yourself and, and the other writers and take them down yeah. the man and we <laughs> put you in a rip. Do you remember that? I, I will never forget that, Hoppo. Um, <laughs> uh, it was
1: it was July, I think, so the middle of winter. Fortunately, it was a beautiful sunny day being uh, being manly. It was actually lovely, but it was still a bit nippy. And uh, all of us writers and production folk uh, got on our big rescue boards with you and Riddo and uh, paddled out and you took us straight into a rip. Yep. And uh, there we are, ner- nervously clutching our boards, going, you know, how are we going to get out of this one? Fortunately, fortunately we had the, the chief uh, uh, lifeguard of Bondi Beach there with us and a world champion. Uh, <laughs> Iron, Man. <laughs> uh, Iron Man, yes, exactly. So we were okay. But, you know, that taught us through experience that a rip will, you know, the vast majority of rips will naturally take you back to the waves uh, eventually and they're not going to be dragging you under the water or dragging you far out to sea. That's amazing. I had no idea. And mm-hmm. I, and you know, we, as you further explained, it's not, you know, rips, the, 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 the majority of people who will drown in a rip, are, mm-hmm. you know, panicking and struggling against it and losing energy. And that's something we've taken and, and put into a few of the episodes of kangaroo beach. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's an, another episode I'm writing at the moment where the lifeguards literally take uh, the cadets out into a rip to show yep. them, how it uh, how it works, mate, is based on that very day in July.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's something that's quite basic, really. We've realised that over all my years have of, of been a lifeguard. That if you float, you know, as you said, the, the rips don't pull you under, and like that's the all the myths out there. Or you end up way out the sea. Or I remember people saying, oh, you'll end up in New Zealand if you uh, if you get caught in a rip. So you know, we've just <laughs> got to throw those myths out the, out the window and then uh, start again. And I think the best way is with Kangaroo Beach and, and what we're doing. And through that whole, you know, show is, is pretty much float is the main message.
1: Absolutely. And you'll be very pleased to know my nephew Jimmy uh, yeah. has taken that to heart and he practices floating on the living room carpet after he's watched, <laughs> you know, an episode of Kangaroo Beach for the 100th hundredth, hundredth time, and it, so it's really rubbing off on kids. And there's a, there's a lot of parents I've spoken to who mm. kids whose kids have become more confident in the water. They've been uh, going to the beach or the swimming pool and pointing out um, dangers to avoid to their mm. parents, having watched the show. So that's a big thrill to hear that you know our, our aim for the show yeah. is is paying off and and really working out there.
0: Yeah, well, that's great feedback. And you yeah, know how does that how does that make you feel? I mean, you have you're sort of writing this stuff and. You know, you're probably saving hundreds and hundreds of kids' lives. Like oh, I do it for a living, but you're now probably right. doing it through a TV show. Well, you know every
1: time you save a life. we I'll never have any idea, but <laughs>
0: I'm
1: sort of happy in the knowledge that, yes, there's probably going to be – um to people who avoid really serious incidents Mm. because of this um hopefully it just it sticks in kids brains and and their parents as well because uh being a parent myself of uh, four-year-old twins i watch a lot of preschool tv uh, and a lot of (laughs) a lot of it i'd rather not uh but uh, i hear that uh parents are really enjoying watching kangaroo beach and enjoying the jokes and the characters and and getting engrossed by the stories and those water safety tips are rubbing off on them as well which is fantastic
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a very educational show. I mean, it's fun and and kids love watching it, but they do get a lot of really good messages out of it and that's something that, uh, you know, the reason why we've we've been doing it.
1: That's it. I mean, it's a thrill to know that the show's a hit and it's being watched by hundreds of thousands of viewers, you know, all the time on ABC iView and when it goes to air, that's fantastic, but it's just the icing on the cake Mm. that it's got this added ingredient that's going to help people.
0: Well, pretty much it's it has been going well and, um, you know, a lot of people have been riding. You know, obviously Bluey's the, the biggest show for kids at the moment and, uh, you know, do you think – I think one day we, we might top them. Yeah, we have beaten Bluey a couple of times, oh, well, which, is, <laughs> which
1: is always nice. But, uh, look, Bluey's, uh, in my opinion, the best kids show that's ever ever been made and uh, maybe always will be. It's fantastic. But, yeah, we're sort of a different kettle of fish from Bluey um being an action comedy uh adventure sort of show so uh, what what it's a, it's a thrill to me as an australian kids writer that there's a handful of shows for that age group that are made in australia with australian accents and you know it's uh, I, from what i've heard from parents as well they really appreciate mm. their kids watching a show that's not chock block with american accents and british accents but actually speaks to their own sort of language and vocabulary and culture and lifestyle
0: yeah, it's great. And uh, tell us a bit about the, you know, how you got the people to do the voiceovers. How did that come about for Kangaroo Beach for the characters?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The voices are so important to get right. They are, you know, just as important as what's on the page, what's what's written down in the script. And we debated should we have adults or kids voicing the cadets, the young uh, junior lifeguards. Yeah. And uh, thank goodness we went with kids because there's four incredibly talented sort of nine to 11 year olds, I think they are, who voice those characters. And they just breathe so much comedy and and heart and realism into those characters that you really feel like they're kids And, and younger kids sort of. They become aspirational characters because our cadets are about 10 years old. So, younger kids I know have been emulating them and role playing and, you know, playing out rescues. My own four year olds play Kangaroo Beach Rescues in the bath with all the characters. Yeah. So, that's absolutely lovely. And for the ad- adult characters, we were very lucky to get Kitty Flanagan, who's a very successful, hilarious um, Australian comedian that we all know, playing Sandy, the co chief lifeguard. And that was really important to me that we had a really strong female leader character. Who could also be funny. She wasn't just a plank of wood spouting advice and, and you know, tips to the, to the kids, but she, you know, she had a, a wry sense of humour as well. And Bondi as well. Matt Hardy plays Bondi to perfection. I've yeah. given him a little bit of an ego, uh, a bit of a, uh, a little uh, laugh at uh, Bondi Rescue, some of your,
0: your life cards there. There's a few Enjoy similarities them, right? in there, I think. A few that uh, relate to some of the guys on Bondi Rescue. It's, uh, it's, it's very, very good. I won't name any names, but uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, so
1: he's got a bit of an ego and, uh, you know, Sandy enjoys uh, taking him down a peg. And uh, <laughs> uh, then there's, Ru- uh, there's Big Trev who, uh, yeah, Rupert, Rupert Dagus, a very talented uh, voice yeah. actor, uh, plays, just uh, it makes him so funny. So, yeah, the, 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 the casting I just couldn't be happy with. I think they all nailed their characters and have just mm. brought them to life along with the beautiful animation.
0: A lot of people listen to this podcast from all around the world. I've got a—it's a big UK following and the US now also. So they've probably never seen Kangaroo Beach, but do you think one day it'll it'll head international and uh, the UK fans and the US fans will be able to see what we're talking about?
1: i absolutely hope so that's definitely uh, always been my aim uh you know i put two very australian things in the title kangaroo and beach but knowing that there's huge global appeal i mean bondi rescue is a great example mm-hmm. of that just how popular that is around the world for our culture and uh you know weird australian animals that we have here yeah so i definitely hope so i know that uh, china's bought it and um the production company are now starting to put their fillers out yeah. to broadcasters around the world. But I think it'll definitely appeal to Americans. It's it's very much a, a Baywatch yep. for kids. yeah uh, And I hope uh, the Brits will enjoy it uh, in a sort of neighbours home and away kind of a sense where it's a bit of escapism to a nice sunny place. Yep. Uh, like some <laughs> of
0: our- Oh, I think definitely. Is there somewhere that people can Google at the moment to have a like a, a, a glimpse of, of what, what it's about?
1: There's definitely a few uh, clips on YouTube. Uh, there's also TV is the website that's got some clips on there and info about all the characters and some of the merch. And, uh, yeah, those are the best places to go uh, right now to have a look. And uh, I really hope it'll be hitting screens all around the world really
0: soon. Yeah, so do I. I hope it's, uh, it gets out there globally to be fantastic. And, you know, I've been uh, very close to working with this project and, you know, I'm as passionate about it as you are. So, you know, if we can uh, build it and get it out there, it's uh, be fantastic. And saving kids, you know, that's what that's what we're about. We want to um, try and minimise drowning around the world.
1: Absolutely, saving kids and also just arming parents with the info because you know there's there's tragic stories where. Parents have gone in to save kids or other people and, you know, sometimes there's multiple drownings and um, it's just, yeah, it's just an awful situation. So, uh, you know, all these amazing, uh, very, very helpful life-saving facts that you and Riddle have Mm. given us have have gone straight into
0: the show. Well, there's good messages for adults to sit down and watch it with their kids, I think, and that's something that they'll take a lot away as well, even though it's a kid's show. I think the adults can get a lot out of it.
1: That's right, absolutely. There's a few jokes in there for the adults. not stuff that goes over the kids' heads, but uh, you know, a, few, a few things uh, that uh, adults should enjoy. So I hope it's not <laughs> as painful as some preschool shows are to watch with your
0: kids. Yeah, I remember my kids growing up, there were some painful ones I had to sit through. But, you know, that's uh, right. I wish Kangaroo Beach was around then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it'll be around for a long time.
0: Mate, the, the other thing, obviously – as been a lifeguard, have you ever been caught in a rip or done any sort of a rescue? I know we put you in a rip that's, that time. That's a that's a great question. So, thinking back to
1: childhood, I saw my dad rescue a family. I think they were on holiday from overseas, and they got caught when the uh, the, the tide must have come in and the sandbank that they'd been happily playing on yeah. suddenly the water got deeper. Yeah. Um, you know, they swept off that and uh, in over their heads and couldn't swim. And dad went out one by one and rescued this entire family wow. and that sort of that stuck with me my whole life um you know that that if we hadn't been there it was a desolate you know as, as many australian beaches are mm. it was a desolate beach no one on patrol no lifeguards or anything and they'd gone for a swim you know innocently just thinking you know as long as they didn't go over their heads they'd be fine so that stuck with me and i think um that's really come through in the show and Amazingly, I don't think, apart from being dumped really badly on my surfboard a few times and just you know held <laughs> under the water for far too long, I don't think I've ever gotten into too much trouble. But uh, it's certainly I've certainly given up surfing. I, I, I'm hopeless at that. <laughs> I, put, I, uh, I put my misadventures in surfing into one of the episodes called uh, sandy's Surf School, where Neville the wombat uh, becomes a complete failure at surfing. <laughs> And ends up as a uh, as a pretty pro boogie boarder. Boogie boarder
0: is my vocation <laughs> for I started. Yeah, I remember that's a great episode. That one and yeah, he tried surfing but couldn't get there. So the body boarding he was a master at. No, it's too hard standing up. I always I chicken out.
1: You know, and I just fall off. <laughs> I
0: remember in my day as a kid growing up, they used to have the uh, those black rubber surfer planes. They used to hire out at the beach down at Bondi, and right. you just go out and it'd have the little handles on it, and you just crack these these waves and just hang on and and ride all the way into the beaches lying down your stomach. And that was probably pre bodyboarding days. Right, right. That's uh, I, I never rode one of
1: those. There's always those. Uh, I started off with those little foam shark biscuits that they had. Yep. You remember those tiny yep. ones that you get and then work my way up to the board <laughs> and fins? Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a bit embarrassing growing up on Torquay, one of the most famous surf beaches in
0: the world, uh, down the road from Bells Beach, yep. and not being out of surf. <laughs> Mate, the other thing is um, what does the ocean mean to you? Everyone's got some sort of connection to the ocean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've always lived on the coast and it's just this beautiful escape, isn't it? You just uh, jump in. It's a bit of a cliche, but it's another world, stepping off land, you know, scuba diving, I I absolutely love. And there's an episode in the show where they get to dive under the water and, you know, visit a coral reef, uh, which we've got some amazing uh, reefs around here in Australia, you know? Yeah. Just love body surfing. It's just so relaxing to just jump in and, uh, you know, forget about what's happening on, on land. And uh, we're actually about to move down to my old after my whole adult life away. We're about to move down to, to back to Torquay with right. my family, with my four-year-old twins and my new baby. Yep. And I'm really looking forward to introducing them to the world where I grew up and, you know, and swimming at the same beach as I did. Just beautiful. The, the, the Jack beach down there with the, yep. the red uh, cliffs. They'll probably be jumping off the same rock I did. Uh, not, a, not a good idea. I'll be telling them not to. <laughs> uh, and, uh you know down the road from bells beach and and hopefully my kids uh, you know, i've got boy girl twins they're both really into surfing from watching yeah. kangaroo beach so hopefully they prove to be better surfers than me
0: oh well, hey, hopefully they'll uh, they'll enjoy it and get out there and and now you've got the experience though of um you know doing kangaroo beach you'll be able to get out there and explain to them and, and help them along and they'll have the knowledge before you know they're they're even getting into you know eight nine years old
1: Oh totally. They are all over it. They uh they practice their floating in the pool. They, you know, like to you know, Papa Papa, look at me floating, I'm floating. It's 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 great to see and I'm I'm really grateful for what you had Rideau uh armed us with all that knowledge that yeah. uh even before the show came out I was telling my kids all this yeah. stuff that I, I didn't know before. Well just you know, the fact that you need to uh learn to float before you can swim. That that's that's the number one thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it gives parents a peace of mind too. If if you know they can float it just takes that pressure off, you know, you, even though they could dart out from your house into a backyard pool or a dam and, and things like that. But at least, you know, if they can float, they'll be floating when you go and, and, and try and find them. So it just gives you that peace of mind. And people try and tell me that you should try and teach them to swim. But the problem is teaching someone to swim will take a long time. You know, it'll be years before they can actually master that to be able to get to the side of the pool. But teaching someone to float is so much quicker and easier, and it's a survival skill that will help them.
1: Absolutely, and 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 what you taught us is that you can uh, float, uh, you know, longer than you can swim. You can, yep. you know, it's it's using very little energy, floating in the water, whereas swimming is going to quickly consume your energy. So that was that was just fantastic knowledge. Knowledge, and I'd, I've got to put that information in a, a future episode. I think yep. I think we missed that first series.
0: Well, I noticed too in the UK, they were doing a, um, a study that, in, of course, obviously it gets so cold over there and the, and the water gets so cold. They say that floating is better than trying to move when you're in cold water as well because your body will adapt to the cold water. But if you try and move, it uses twice as much energy moving in cold water. So floating works in all different waterways. It works even in cold water. So you know, it's something that uh, everyone needs to take that away.
1: That's interesting. That's almost counterintuitive, isn't it? You'd think that if you get into cold water, you should be thrashing about and, you know, getting warm by by moving really yeah. quickly. Yeah, All right. That's another, there's another thing you've told me that I didn't know about that I'll right. use myself and we- put in the
0: show. <laughs> that's another one for the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the whole episode right there. So, you know, hopefully will um, a second series will be coming about soon.
1: I know, uh, you know, ABC is very keen on another series. Uh, you know, the audience numbers have just been fantastic and, uh, you know, we're working on, um, something, uh, coming in up in the pipeline for, for the summer and, uh, all will be revealed, uh, soon about that. I'm sure. But, um, yeah, definitely. I, I feel like I could just keep writing and writing. Kangaroo Beach—the the yeah. characters have really grabbed us as writers, and they're just such, such interesting kid characters, really, with all these interesting different passions and stuff. There's so much to explore in their relationships with each other. So there's that, mm. and there's just a, a huge host of water safety messages we want to get back into, and, and new ones that we haven't even you know covered yet.
0: Well, I remember, you know, when we did the the first lot of, and I saw the first lot of animation starting to come out, and before it went to air and I knew this was going to be a success. Did you think it was going to be where it's at now and, and and get the following as quick as it has?
1: I certainly hope that it would find its audience and I'd written for a lot of kids shows and I felt like I knew what some of the successful ingredients are, mm. but there's also a bit of stardust, a bit of magic to it as well. If, if it all works and, you know, I, I knew the, the scripts that, uh, the writing team were putting together were really good. And then the design started coming in and they were so beautiful and engaging and these cute, uh, you know, characters uh, with you know cool aspirational kind of look to them and then the voices started happening and they were great and then the animation was dazzling and it just suddenly started coming together and just every member of the team just gave 200 mm. percent to it and i think once i'd seen a finished episode i was like actually we've got something pretty special here and i'll be really disappointed if it doesn't <laughs> find an audience and do really well but the fact it was it was so popular so quickly bowled me over a bit yeah. the um the first two episodes were the most watched uh episode on uh catch-up tv of that day when they released on boxing day of any show they beat other oh. kids shows they beat the adult shows yeah. it was the, the most popular show on catch-up for the day and uh when i saw that i just i had to pinch myself i couldn't yeah. believe it you know it just it just meant you know kids and families were gathering around the TV and engaging with those characters that had been in our heads for several years yeah. uh, and you know suddenly the whole show took a life took on a life of its own.
0: yeah, I mean it's unreal and i'm I'm stoked to uh be involved and and really looking forward to to continuing uh, with you on this journey and uh let's uh get more episodes out and let's uh you know, try and reduce that drowning globally.
1: Absolutely. Well, look, it's been a big honor working with you and Rido. Um, you know, at, uh, I was certainly very influenced by Bondi Rescue and a big fan of the show. And uh, so, when uh, the production team said, you know, Hoppo's going to be coming and working on this, I was, I was really stoked. Uh, and it's, it's translated into
0: a really appealing show. So let's hope we get to do much more of it in the future. Yeah, mate. We, uh, we for sure. Thanks for uh, coming into the beach shack. Tim, it's been uh, a pleasure and, and the audience will be really stoked, you know, to uh, watch Kangaroo Beach and everyone else around the world. It will be to you very soon. Hope so. Thanks, Hoppo. Great to chat. It was great having Tim in the beach shack today. Next up, Beach Banner with Lifeguard Whippet. Hello, Whippet. Uh Good you- to have you in, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You know, over all the years, we play so many pranks on each other, and one that stands out, and I think to this day, is still one of the best ones, the one that you played on Kerbox.
2: Yeah. I will have to give credit where credit's due to a few other people that helped me out with that that prank, And, um, but long and be short of it, it's probably the best prank I've seen down the beach, and I'm happy to be a part of it, because everyone talks about it, and whenever anyone talks about it, they talk about it with a smile on their face, <laughs> and they laugh about it. I don't even know. It's got to be 13, 14 years ago now. But, yeah, the old uh, Japanese energy drink campaign that Kerbox got roped into was uh, was probably one of the best days I've ever had at work. <laughs> yeah, I remember
0: um, we got him down. He thought I only sent spent the – we told him he was going to get five grand. I he spent that <laughs> before he even started the commercial.
2: Oh, he'd spent that well before, <laughs> before filming. And um, the actors that we had as the film crew were hilarious, the you know, Japanese guys, and they were – English was very broken, but even though they spoke good English. They are you know, they put it on and they're talking Japanese, which Box can't understand, and then telling <laughs> him that he's, you know, looking a bit fat, looking a bit bald, put some <laughs> charisma in, do this, do that. And in the end Box was losing his <laughs> shit. And um the ad actually came out all right. Mm. We filmed a full ad down there at Bondi and Chapo was involved and he thought he was drinking an energy drink and it was actually what he was saying in Japanese was cat's piss. And, um, so he's like every day I drink cat's piss and, um, yeah, we uncovered it to him down the beach that day. Like literally I was cringing when I was, when I was revealing it to him and what we'd done to him. Cause I felt, I actually started to feel bad, which is not like me with a prank. I'm I'm pretty good with dishing him out and copping him. So yeah, it was a very funny day and box has never forgotten. He, he got me back a couple yeah, of times, yeah, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's probably the best prank I reckon that's gone down in the service. Oh, you got him hook, line, and sinker. He he had no idea, <laughs> and even when we went away and
0: it had all been finished before we sat down and showed him the commercial. Even sitting down, he looked excited. He's going to watch the commercial. Yeah, he, he
2: and and he he thought his career was taking off as a Hollywood <laughs> rock star in Japan, and um, you know, he yeah, it was one of those things. He had no idea from start to finish, and so it came as a big surprise to him. <laughs>
0: Do you remember his reaction when he actually saw it was a stitcher?
2: Yeah, he just couldn't believe it. I remember his hands hands on his face and he just looked at me and I was just laughing. I, I didn't know if he was going to king it me or, or cuddle me and say, yeah, you got me. But it was, uh, it was a very funny day and something we still laugh about. I was actually at his house not long ago and the bottle of energy drink slash cat's piss is still on his shelf, so he mustn't hold too many hard feelings over it.
0: Oh, mate, it's one of the best pranks I've seen, so, yeah, yeah well done.
2: Thank you. You Thank might be next.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know you got me with the uh, weight loss one. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah, that was, was easy.
2: Great. You were yeah. never going to do that. <laughs> no, we'll, uh, we'll keep that to another day. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Whipper, for coming in. No worries, mate.
0: Always good having have a whippet in the beach shack. Coming up next, I answer letters from the mailbag. Yeah, this question's from Sam, and he's from Sydney. How has your move been up to the northern beaches? Well, mate, after spending uh, over 50 years in the eastern suburbs, growing up uh, there as well, you know, it's been uh, nice having a change, and uh, the northern beaches, right up there at uh, Avalon, It's a bit like being on a holiday, so fantastic on days off and I get the best of both worlds these days because I come down the eastern suburbs, I work, hang out with uh, all my mates but then can get away and have some rest time up the northern beaches. Thanks everyone for listening. Remember to subscribe to Life's a Beach wherever you get your podcasts and hit us up with questions, comments or follow us on our social media channels which you can find in our show notes. That's it for today, Beach fans. Stay safe and swim between the flags.